Hi, it's Jamie, progressive number one, number two employee. Leave a message at the... Hey, Jamie, it's me, Jamie. This is your daily pep talk. I know it's been rough going ever since people found out about your acapella group, Mad Harmony, but you will bounce back. I mean, you're the guy always helping people find coverage options with the Name Your Price tool. It should be you giving me the pep talk. Now get out there, hit that high note, and take Mad Harmony all the way to nationals this year! Sorry, this is pitchy. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You are Locked On Lakers, your daily podcast on the Los Angeles Lakers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team, every day. Welcome, everybody, to the Lockdown Lakers podcast. I'm Anthony Irwin. I'm joined by Harrison Fagan. I'm about to leave Vegas. I'm hours away to get from, from getting back to civilization. Harrison, you're still days away. What are you going to do for the last, like, three days without me? Uh, continue to work without you distracting me. That'll mm-hmm. be helpful. Mm-hmm. Um, Not I guess I'm I'm going to try and survive this heat, I guess. It has been very, very hot in Las Vegas. Not as hot as the Lakers have been their last couple games. Or as hot as our takes are about to be. Yeah, we're about to have some semi-hot takes. (laughs) Hot takes that we kind of believe is a segment that we're going to be doing that. But before we get to that, we are going to talk about our thoughts on the Contavious Caldwell Pope signing. Because that broke, of course, hours after we had released our most recent podcast, which we interviewed Thomas Bryant. You should definitely listen to that. He is a lot of fun. I don't know. We, we haven't had Kobe on the podcast. So right now, Thomas Bryant, literally the better lockdown Lakers get, Thomas better. I agree. I yeah. Agree. Uh, like Harrison said, we're going to have a little bit of fun with this show. Before we get to that, make sure you're following the show on Audio Boom, iTunes, Silver Screen and Roll, TuneIn, Stitcher, and today's Fast Break. Let's talk really quickly about Contavious Caldwell Pope. There isn't really much to talk about. You know, usually with a free agent signing, there are different angles to it. There's the on-court stuff, the off-court stuff. But really, this is... When something is good... Like, this is what I think pe- why people hate the Warriors so much. is because when something is good, it's hard to just have a take of, like, they're really good. When something is flawless. Yeah. Like, <laughs> and there really is no downside to this signing. Although, solid plug by saying, you know, there really is nothing to talk about. But we're going to talk about it anyway. Uh, but... Kentavious Caldwell-Pope is, for what was left on the market, literally the perfect signing. Rob Palinka can go full Chris Traeger mode and tell Kentavious Caldwell-Pope, Kentavious, you are literally the best free agent left on the market willing to take a one-year $18 million deal. He is literally the best free agent the Lakers have signed in like seven years. Oh my god. That's really sad. But that's actually (laughs) true. That's really sad. Um, I wanted to I wanted to quickly though so there's been this like weird there's there are two kind of takes that I've seen on on Twitter and and an analysis either people are over the moon about it or people are like wait why are you over the moon about this right yeah and I am closer to the former I am more over the moon about the signing 
then I am wondering why people would be over the moon about this. And I'm the opposite, so it's not a straw man. We actually, we have a legitimate debate here. All right, so here's why I'm over the moon about it. Can we, can I first get this out of the way? Go. This is an A-plus signing for the Lakers. Absolutely. They did nothing wrong. There are no flaws in this signing at, on paper. This is the perfect guy that they could have gotten for the point they are at in the offseason. I have no issues with the signing. I think it's great. Mm-hmm. So, but well, go ahead and continue, and then I'll, I'll talk about it. Well, so, I, I just, I don't understand why everyone is so over the moon, because honestly, I, I don't think that he moves, he's great, I, he's, he's a good signing, I don't think that he moves the needle for the Lakers' fortunes that much. He does help in the fact that he will be a good defender that can take the other team's best player, that's good, it means that we don't have to send Jordan Clarkson, or, you know, we don't have to watch Lonzo Ball, Try and do that. And eases the, the burden on on Ingram as well, because yeah, he's probably going to be the burden, there. Eases the burden on Ingram, so that it's good from that perspective. And again, I, I like the signing. I also, I, it just doesn't move the needle that much for me on the Lakers' fortune. So I guess that's the reason that I don't understand why everybody is so over the moon about this. Also, because it's a one-year deal, and there's almost no chance he's back next season. If the Lake, if he's back, that's almost a bad thing for the Lakers because it means they whipped in free agency. Mm-hmm. It's but. similar to the Brook Lopez thing. Yeah, you know? exactly. Uh, all right, so I think everything that you said, I don't quite agree with the, the one-year thing because, honestly, that, that's all the Lakers wanted anyway. But the um, all the on-court stuff, your on-court analysis was fine. It's perfect. It, it's, he isn't... You know, that's why it was sad. That's why we just said it was sad that he's the best free agent signing the Lakers bad in seven years. He, he's basically, to me, like, and I don't know if this is a hot take, but from what from what I'm aware of Contavious Caldwell Pope and watching, he's essentially what you would hope David Nwaba could be if he ever figured out his jump shot. Because yeah. he's a good three-point shooter. He will help the Lakers in terms of spacing the floor mm-hmm. and that type of thing. Like, he's a capable three-point shooter. I'm not saying he's a D-league guy or something. Right. There's a reason he got $18 million. But essentially, he is very, very, very souped-up Nawaba. Right. The guy that they cut to make room for him. He's like, yeah. Which is a move that you make every time. That's if, like, objectively, that is a good move. If Nawaba evolves, like, to that third stage where it's like, you know... I don't even know what his name would be. What is he, but, a Pokemon? Yeah, if he was like an evolved Pokemon, to like the nth, to the absolute most he could evolve, he would be Contavious Caldwell Pope. Yes. Contavious Caldwell Pope is David Nwaba's Charizard. <laughs> there you go. Um, all right, so I, 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 but the on-court stuff, like I said, he doesn't really actually move the needle. And you're talking about a team that probably just went from 25 wins to maybe 28. You know, twenty-eight. Sure, whatever. Last season's total. Yeah, whatever. Whatever. But, but yeah. like to me, I think they might win more because there's literally no incentive to tank. So you're gonna get like at the very end of the season when everybody else is trying to lose all their games, the Lakers are gonna be playing all of their guys, and you're gonna sneak a couple wins out there. I think they get into the thirties at this point, but. I yeah, I'm not sure that I agree with that because I think the West got even better than it was last year, and it's going to be more competitive, and there are going to be more teams the Lakers are playing that are trying rather than tanking to make that eight seed. It depends but on how the wrong. schedule breaks. Yeah, down. it depends on how the schedule breaks down and how everything shakes out. But I do, I, I, I mean, they're still going to be one of the worst teams in the league. I don't, I don't have any issues predicting that. I'm sorry if people don't like that, but that's just what I, I don't think. And Contavious Caldwell Pope, again, it's a good signing. He upgrades the talent. He makes the Lakers better. I still don't think that they're one of the, like, not one of the worst 
three or four teams in the league next season. To me, though, all right, so the reason I'm over the moon about the signing comes off the court. Because, one, the number one thing we were told and sold in this new front office regime was that they are able to convince and sell players on the Lakers, right? And they just convinced a guy who, I don't, I mean, obviously the market dried up around him, so I don't think it's necessary. This didn't happen in a vacuum. This wasn't them walking into a room with a guy who could sign long-term somewhere else and convinced him to sign with the Lakers. That's not what happened. But it does show that like they, they walked in there and they had a little bit of pull and they were able to sign their guy. You know, situation aside, situation notwithstanding, they got their guy, which is more than I would have anticipated heading into this offseason, to be completely honest. And then the other thing... He's better than your typical one-year guy. That's for sure. He's a much better prospect than the guys that you typically sign on a one-year deal. And the other reason why I'd say this is why I'm really excited about it is like we've talked about. It's a one-year deal, and it's exactly what the Lakers wanted. It's exactly what everybody who was smart wanted this type of signing to happen. And it's really rare that that it plays out exactly as people might want. So we will... Talk about... I actually do. I have one more take on the Caldwell Pope signing and what might actually be... Why the biggest thing about it might actually be off the court in a second. But we might have an ad rolling in a second here. So we'll see We'll see if that loads. It is not up to us, but we're possibly taking a break for a second here. All right, we're back from uh, that short little break. Possibly. Think, yeah. Thank you to whoever may or may not have been sponsored us there. I yeah. appreciate that. So my thing on the Contavious Caldwell Pope signing, and this is something that Darius Soriano, friend of the show, Form Blue and Gold, pointed out on Twitter. The blog that, father. Yeah, the blog father. The Lakers blog father. Mm-hmm. And it's actually, the be- I think, the best argument for the Caldwell Pope signing. And again, he's a good player. But I think the best argument is that this now gives Rob Polinka and Magic Johnson the chance to talk to Rich Paul every single day as much as they want without <laughs> any reason, like without anyone being allowed to call it tampering. Mm-hmm. And if the Lakers are really going after LeBron, I don't think that it hurts that they helped Rich Paul save face with his client who potentially lost money because he turned down a big extension with the Pistons. Mm-hmm. And so they helped him save face with that. Contavious mm-hmm. Caldwell Pope in his Instagram post after the signing specifically thanked Clutch Sports, so maybe we're good there. He gets the you know, $18 million to live in L.A. for a year? That's Le- not so bad. LeBron's uh, quote-tweeted it as well. Yeah, LeBron quote-tweeted it. LeBron has officially quote-tweeted the Lakers, so he's basically going to sign. I think that we can not. But uh, So now, Magic Johnson and Rob Palenka, who we've been told in reports, are a little bit more forward-thinking in terms of skirting the rules a little bit with agents and finding ways to talk to these guys mm-hmm. without uh, without you know, getting in trouble for tampering. They can now talk to Paul George's agent as much as they want, and they can talk to LeBron's agent as much as they want. And if anybody has any problem with that, they can say, oh, no, we just we were talking about KCP. He came up numerous times in that conversation, uh-huh. and the, nobody can do anything. They do, you can talk. do you think they're going to set up I'm like not a implying, newsletter? I'm not implying that the Lakers are tampering, but I'm not, not implying, mm-hmm. you know, you guys know what I'm saying. Do you think they're going to set up like a newsletter? Where they can just email Rich Paul at any time, like Lonzo's latest triple double highlights. 
They're going to have an automatic feed that gets sent to him. Yeah. It gets pushed to Rich Paul's phone. No, when they're I mean, about look, to play on ESPN, they send the link, like, watch ESPN.com. I, I've, I've said this a couple times this weekend, so I'm repeating this to you, and I apologize. But the best recruiting pitch that the Lakers have for LeBron James right now is that game that he just watched where they were playing against the Sixers, and Kyle Kuzma got, like, 10 points just on outlet dunks, basically. Mm -hmm. And, I mean, essentially, Lonzo Ball, if you did not go over to LeBron and be like, did you see how many free points I just got Kuzma? <laughs> like, that could be you in a year. You, you gamble for a steal, you just keep on running, and I'm going to hit you for a dunk. And, the, like, that extends LeBron's career. That's 10 easy points right yeah. off the bat. Yeah, I mean, he, the Lakers... We're just trying it, to help him catch Kareem. It, yeah, it's really great for the Lakers, and it, it, no matter who's catching those passes, it's a great skill that Lonzo has. I actually wrote about that a little bit for Silver Screen and Roll, kind of the amusing process. Shameless of the Lakers, plug. shameless plug. But it, no, it was, my, it was my favorite thing I've written out here. Mm -hmm. And it was the Lakers, there were so many of them talking about how it took an adjustment to stop getting hit in the face with the ball. So they, they did learn from Tim Say Moscow's veteran leadership. But when Lonzo's passing that quickly, you just always have to keep your head up. And I do think that's a great pitch to LeBron. It's, hey, this guy is going to get you easy baskets. We went out last night, and my head feels like I was in one of those practices, just hitting, getting hit in the head constantly. Anywho, uh, that's a perfect segue, not that, but the Lonzo stuff is a perfect segue into the game we're going to play. Uh, we're going to play hot takes that we kind of sort of believe. Yep. and To varying degrees. To varying degrees. My hot take, I'm just going to start should it right we, off Should we play the sound effect or no, not this time? Sure. No, we don't. Weird. <laughs> All right, okay. so... The that's the new. We'll we'll record that and reuse <laughs> that one. For... Man, I need to get back home. All right, so uh, the first hot take in this little game we're gonna play, and it's something that I actually kind of sort of believe. Lonzo Ball, rookie of the year. I'm calling it right now. I actually don't disagree. I think I think I would say false because he'll probably he has a chance to score more or I would say Simmons because he's technically a second year guy and as we've seen with Randall those guys can kind of hit the ground running a little bit because mm -hmm. they've learned how to be a pro they've been with a team for a while they've been studying schemes so they're at a little bit of an advantage even though they're technically a rookie but Simmons but they're also a disadvantage because they're probably not going to play at all this year <laughs> don't stop trolling Sixers fans <laughs> on Twitter I'm serious I'm getting I'm getting people upset with me now but anyway Ben Simmons and Fultz are probably going to split the Sixers' vote. Mm -hmm. And Jason Tatum has the unfortunate aspect of being drafted by the Celtics, so we know he's going to be a bust. Mm -hmm. Nobody, I don't think anybody's watched a Suns game in three years. So <laughs> jo Josh Jackson, I don't think, will get enough votes. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I think Dennis Smith Jr., I think, will, I think he's an outside contender. I really like his summer league. I think that he's going to, it sounds like he's going to play right off the bat for the Mavericks. And so if Dirk's healthy, then Dennis Smith Jr. has a nice little advantage for winning that award. Mm -hmm. But honestly, Lonzo Ball has been, other than that first game, where, again, I didn't think that he played that badly. He, he just shot shots. poorly. Yeah. And I, he's been a force of nature at Summer League, mm -hmm. especially the last couple games since returning from that groin injury. Mm -hmm. uh, groin injury. Air quotes. Heavy. Yeah. Are, we, are, are you implying that he ducked Fox? It's a little weird. No, I think I think it's it's it's, it's a little weird. I, I mean, no, I, I think stop making stop. Don't be this guy. Come on, I have this guy in my mentions. I don't need you from you. It's just a little. You can't. It's a little weird. He 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 played, and then he didn't play, and then he came back, and he's like been more athletic somehow. It was a Kobe. 
<laughs> there you go. Mamba um, mentality. The other, said it. The, the other thing, Lonzo mentality is what I'm sticking with. Um, the other reason why I think Lonzo as a rookie of the year makes a lot of sense or could be a good prediction here is, one, the Lakers bump because they're going to be on TV a bunch. And two, Magic and Rob have a vested interest in their guy winning rookie of the year. So he's going to be front and center at all times. The offense, I think, is going to run, is going to play through him more than it would have or than it has with D'Angelo Russell. He's going to have the ball in his hands at times. And he's going to get, I would say, two or three assists every night just from those outlet passes. And also you might have that little fudging of the statistics where, like, you know, a player takes an extra dribble and he still gets credit for the assist. And I the also, Rondo assist. I, I also think he's just going to completely change the perception of the Lakers as a ball movement team. Mm-hmm. And I think he's going to change the numbers of the Lakers as a ball movement team. We've already seen it during summer league. Which gets us into our second hot take. This I, one's yours. I do have a hot take that I kind of sort of believe. I don't know that all this passing is necessarily always a good thing. Okay. Because we've seen it. It's, it's great. The team is so much more willing to move the ball now. But there's a line there. Mm-hmm. And I think that there have been times where they've overpassed. And there have been times where Lonzo is... Saying he's setting a bad example is a hot take. But he's almost too talented for... like he The passes that he makes, he makes it look like anybody could go out there. And as long as they were unselfish, they can do this stuff. Because he makes it look so easy. Mm-hmm. But... The athleticism, timing, vision, knowledge, basketball IQ, and to hit the, these the tiny little windows, the quick twitch muscle, yeah. to hit these tiny little windows that he's hitting is not easy. Mm-hmm. And we've seen teammates overpassing. We've also seen teammates trying passes that they maybe would not have tried otherwise. <laughs> we've seen, I saw David Nawaba, before he was cut, throw probably the first no-look pass I've ever seen him throw. <laughs> we, we've seen Zubox attempt to throw lobs to the ghost of Kobe Bryant. Uh, <laughs> and, you know, like, it, it's just guys are, there are guys that are making passes that they shouldn't be making. Kyle Kuzma's had it happen a couple times, although overall I've been really happy with his passing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and you've just seen it across the roster where guys are making passes that it's like, you know what, you're not Lonzo, don't make that pass. Mm-hmm. And so I think that there are going to be times where the Lakers are going to be a little turnover prone just because guys are like, hey, that looks fun, I'm going to try that. And they yeah. try to throw a uh, behind-the-back pass and it hits Jesse Murphy's in the face on the <laughs> sidelines. Like, it would knock him over. Yeah, poor guy. Sorry, Jesse. Jesse. All right, I, I think I agree to a certain extent, though I do think the players that Lonzo will be playing with in the regular season are more talented than these yeah, ones true. are. So you have, like, Ingram is a better passer than Kuzma. Randall is a better passer than Nwaba. Like all these, you know, Kentavious Caldwell Pope is the improved version or the evolved version. The of Charizard. I like yeah. this. Yeah. So, so I think like that's going to help in that respect. And then I also think uh, I agree with that. I, I, but I would also add to it that these guys only practiced together for about a week before they got together and they started playing. And the, the, the type of ball movement heavy offense that they're playing is hard to get down in such a short time. True. With practicing. So throughout, the, I think early on, we're going to see these growing pains with Lonzo. And you're going to see a lot of those passes like you're talking about. But as the season goes along, so long as everybody stays healthy, I think you're going to see, I, 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 I'm, I welcome this as a problem. Yes, to be and to be completely clear, I think, over, I think it's going to be a net positive for the Lakers. Mm-hmm. I just think that 
it's something that people should be aware of. That mm-hmm. this isn't, not all passing is good passing. There's yeah. this narrative that, like, Lon's the true point guard. He's going to change the culture, da, da 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 But if you're overpassing and you're, if you're late in the shot clock because you overpassed versus if you're late in the shot clock because you overdribbled, mm-hmm. you're still late in the shot clock. Right. And it's still, like, it's still, you're still making it a tougher possession. So they have, they're going to, they're going to walk a fine line. I think overall it's a positive, but it's something to keep an eye on. All right, next hot take. You mentioned Kyle Kuzma. You, I'll let you go because I'm gonna wrap. I think the one that I have is probably the hottest, so I'll let I'll, I'll end on mine. Okay, so you want me to just talk more, even though I'm losing my voice? That's fine. All right, That's I'll, fine. I'll, I'll selfish. Call. Selfish. No. So I think you just said we overpassed too much. It, so I just yeah, you're overpassing. My now. bad. And I, I think my next hot take that I kind of sort of believe is that if Kyle Kuzma continues to shoot. Like he is during summer. Well, maybe not like he is during summer. Summer league. He's shooting almost forty percent from three in summer league. His shot looks I, good, though. It looks good, and it, I, I, I just, I'm not willing to declare that that's what it's going to be for the whole yeah. regular season in the NBA, based off of a couple of summer league games. career. <laughs> yeah, but he's looked really good. He's looked really switchy on defense. He's played good defense switching. He, I like his passing, and I really like his shooting. And I think that if he continues to shoot like thirty five percent. Somewhere around there. The bar for me is always 33, because then mathematically speaking, you should keep shooting. You're, you're being more efficient than shooting 49%. Maybe I just believe that the Lakers should have higher standards, but that's okay. <laughs> I, I think the if he's around 33, 35%, yeah. uh, and Larry Nance Jr. is not, I think Kyle Kuzma is a better prospect. And, yeah. I, and that, that hurts me, because you know Larry's a really good dude. We're about to like take out the father-son tandem. Like a duo here. Yeah, I mean, do you agree? Is that no? Is that I, overly, I do. Is that I, overly I, hot take. So, I've I, I don't know necessarily. It's that, too soon to say it for sure. No, but it's I kind of sort of believe it. They're they're very they're they're similar prospects in the sense that like they're both kind of lengthy fours, you know, and and I think obviously Nance is a little bit more bouncy, and because he's a little bit more bouncy, I think he's he has a little bit more potential on the defensive side. Uh, than Kuzma does, but if Kuzma like the, the the thing that was irritating watching Nance over these last couple of years is that he's not a willing shooter. So like Kuzma's I, a willing shooter. Oh he, yeah, he got like what did he get? Did he get thirty shots up against the <laughs> against against the Celtics? Like he's, he's not, I love I love this dude. He's like Ingram's out of the lineup. My time to shine. Like <laughs> Kuzma's Kuz. Kuzma has worn those Kobe's at least the last two games. I wasn't paying attention before that. Lonzo said that he had Mamba mentality. Kuzma might be the one with the Mamba mentality. Kuz Mamba? Yeah. The, the, no, I'm not going to say I think, so I, I think I agree with you to a certain extent, but I think the larger point here to make is that Kuzma, if he... He might be, he might be ultimately what makes Randall expendable. Or, because, or Nance. Like yeah, the, or Nance. Yeah. Because now I think... If he continues to look He's this cheaper good, and cost controlled for longer than those guys. And if he continues to look this good, then I think that the Lakers might have a little bit less of a problem letting Randall go next summer when they're trying to sign these max guys because they know that they have Kuzma in the wings. And again, it's just summer league. We just kind of sort of believe these things, which is a, a clarifier that I think that I should give going into your next hot take, which is going to very much accept, upset people. Possibly including myself, we might actually fight on the air, and I might. We're recording dangerously near a window, so tread carefully. 
Wouldn't be the first time I almost got into a fight over basketball out here. <laughs> yeah, that's actually accurate. <laughs> oh, man. God bless Lockdown Celtics. All right, so um, my hot take that I kind of sort of believe is that based on what I've seen from Thomas Bryant and Evita Zubots, I would rather have Thomas Bryant moving forward. Get out of my hotel room. <laughs> hey, we're finally doing... A show from like our actual like a room that we should be in. Yeah, we kind of we 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 progress throughout the week to a room that we have a that we have permission to be in. Yeah. All right. So my thinking here join is join us next week when we record from someone's like closet or something. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I almost made a terrible joke. All right. So um, the reason I say this is Evita Zubots's best case scenario. I would say, is Brooke Lopez from last year, right? Guess who the Lakers currently have on their roster right now? All-star, eligible for all-star candidacy center, <laughs> Brooke Lopez. <laughs> so, uh, I, I think, like, the point That's of, actually my new description for Brooke Lopez the whole year. <laughs> Technically <laughs> eligible to be an all-star. He, you can vote for him. Yeah. I think, with, with when you go to the bench... You want to change the pace up a little bit, right? And when you go to the bench and you go from Brooke Lopez to Evita Zubots, that's like throwing uh, 85 mile an hour uh, an hour change up to an 84 mile an hour change up. Like they're the same guy essentially. They're the Spider-Man meme of the two Spider-Man yeah, playing <laughs> at each other. Exactly. Although Brooke is a much better player right Way now, and I think that's kind of why you believe your take because. Yeah. Zubats, hey, he's had a rough summer league. He's had little moments where he's looked okay. He's but bad. that last game on, uh, we're recording this Friday on Thursday night, that was, whoop, that was yeah. not good. Yeah. And, uh, and he, so. He looked and, legitimately bad out there. And look, I think also, I think it also is worth mentioning that I think Thomas Bryant, he's more athletic than Zubats is. Uh, he's not as good around the rim. That's the that's the big difference between the two guys. Is that he doesn't have as good as soft of hands, right? Either. Yeah, he yeah he's he's, he's a lot or a lot more raw. Yeah, uh, but I think he's more active than Zubats is, and in terms of like shooting, like from the perimeter, I think it's kind of negligible. Um, right, right now, Thomas Bryant is a better three point shooter. I, think, <laughs> <statistically>. <laughs> I don't think I saw Zubats make one this. I'm pretty sure Bryant is like one for one without looking at the numbers, and I, I think, think Zubats is over. Yeah, uh, no, uh, Zubats has shot them and not made them. So I think with uh, with with Thomas Bryant, again, it's the same kind of thing that we talked about with Kuzma versus Julius Randle and Larry Nance Jr. Is that Kuzma is going to be cost controlled for longer than those guys are as the Lakers try to maintain as much. Uh, cap flexibility as they possibly can. And I'm not saying that Zubots is going to be some kind of cap sacrifice or anything like that. But I do think that when you when the Lakers go to the bench, it's nice to bring somebody in who literally just comes in and runs around like a chicken with his head cut off and just adds a different energy and a different speed to the game than you will if you went from uh, Brook Lopez to Evita Zubots. So, I, I do somewhat agree with you theoretically, but I also think that it's important to note that the player you just described is the perfect summer league big. Mm -hmm. And we've seen this time after time, that that does not always translate to the NBA. And I do think that we wouldn't be being fair if we didn't note that summer league, 
Zubox playing well in Summer League last night, last year was such a shock because normally players like him don't have success in Summer League. And so I think this year we may have seen a little bit of regression in that aspect because it's just tough for a guy that big to play as fast as Summer League goes. Summer League is faster than the NBA, mm-hmm. I think it's fair to say. Yeah. And Bryant, in that aspect, he is a shockingly agile rim runner, and he's just active. And mm-hmm. he right now, he's not even signed to a contract. He has something to show right now. And so I do think that there's something to be said for that motivation, and there's something to be said for his game being a better fit for Summer League. But I really like him as a prospect going forward, and I think the Lakers got another good one, and that might be the biggest thing to take away from Summer League as we wrap all this up, unless you have more Zubox slander. Uh, <laughs> slander. I think It's I, not slander if it's true. He came in out of shape. He hasn't looked good. He's been like, I don't think it's even debatable that there's a worse player, that there's a more disappointing aspect to this Summer League than Evita Zubox. Like, I don't think it's, it's, it's not even worth debating. They, I mean, been... I'm disappointed in you, but... <laughs> it's probably fair. Uh, but, I, I, but... but no, I think, I think the biggest thing is that it looks like the Lakers... We didn't see a ton from Josh Hart. He looked okay for the little bit that he was out there, but he was kind of out after the first two games with mm-hmm. that sprained ankle, and that's fine. The Lakers should be careful with that. But I think it's worth noting, it looks like the Lakers nailed the draft once again. Mm-hmm. It's early. It's just summer league. But... Man, did these three guys that played uh, yeah. exceed my expectations. They really showed up. And, like, then, I, and I thought all of them were fine prospects going in, but they've been really good during my, summer league. My last point that I wanted to make about uh, Thomas Bryant and Ivica Zubats is that you mentioned the speed of summer league is different than in the NBA. But given what we've seen from Lonzo Ball and the way that they the Lakers are expecting everybody to get out and run, get out and run, uh, I think Thomas Bryant fits that playing style better than Ivica Zubats does. Like, you need a gazelle who can just get up and down the court as much as you possibly can. And Ivica Zubats is more baby giraffe than, than actual Zubats. That's it. That's all I have on that. You had a larger overriding point, though, about all of Summer League. I was going to build on that point really quickly. I think what Summer League showed us is that because the Lakers did as well as they appear to have done, based on what we've seen in Summer League... Again, early returns. Way early returns. Uh, although, I just tweeted out that I'm going to do... Like, if they do win the Summer League Championship, I'm going to recreate that DJ Khaled in the pool with the champagne bottle gift. I'm really glad you're using your time productively. Yeah. Anytime. Uh, but, I, <laughs> but I think because the Lakers seem to have nailed the draft as, as well as they seem to have nailed this draft, it gives them the flexibility to, if they have to, move a Julius Randle. If they have to, move a Navitza Zubats. If they have to, move a Larry Nance Jr. And not lose as much as you would if Kyle Kuzma didn't play well, if Thomas Bryant didn't play well, or if Lonzo Ball. Like, Lonzo Ball has played well enough, and this is going to sound crazy because of how much I hated that the Angela Russell trade, but Lonzo Ball has done quite a bit in terms of trying to get Lakers fans to think, like, okay, they're in good hands despite that stupid trade. Yeah, and I mean, it's just going to make it probably hurt a little bit more when they move him with Luol Deng's contract in order <laughs> to get more cap space. But, you know, it, it, Ingram still looked good. So Ingram looked good in that first game, and the Lakers will be fine once they do that. I don't actually think they're going to do that. I just like to troll Anthony because he gets very upset. As I, as I depart Vegas, I think I do want to give a prediction here. 
I want your thoughts on this as well. Okay, you did not warn me this was coming at all, and I'm very scared. I think the Lakers are going to win the NBA championship. And I think it's kind of cool. It's No, their psychic value. People always say summer league doesn't matter, whatever. It's a summer league win. But their psychic value for the Lakers in winning something. They yeah. have not won anything. Spoiler alert, they have not won a lot over the last <laughs> three years. If you're just jumping in and then you were going to go back and listen to previous imagine, episodes earlier. Imagine, no, imagine being like a Laker fan who hasn't paid attention very much and then they jump into like what the Lakers are currently in. It's like that gift where in community he walks in and their whole Oh yeah, if, 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 you took, if you took me from 2009, let's say, and just like plopped him into 2017 and like, look at the Lakers roster. What though? <laughs> I, I, my head would probably explode. I'd be like, what the hell is going on here? Yeah. But yeah, no, I, uh, and so they haven't won a whole lot. And so I do think that there is psychic value for the team in winning something. Mm-hmm. And I think that for Lonzo Ball's purposes and the Lakers as a whole purposes, it's a really good narrative that he came in and, you know, he played bad his first game or not bad, but okay. Mm-hmm. Got, became transcendent over the course of summer league. And then they won the title. And now that we're calling this, you know, they'll probably lose tomorrow night when they play on Saturday. But who knows? I mean, they, they, hey, they gave us the day off today. We appreciate them for that. And I do think that there's a there's a chance they could go all the way. But the only thing that I'd be worried about is that when they if they're even a little concerned with Lonzo, I'm going to avoid a really bad pun here, with Lonzo Ball's groin, <laughs> then, uh, then they should be careful because if they... They, they play tomorrow, Saturday, and then if they win, they would be playing. If they lose, they're done. They're from now on, they're out. But if they win Saturday, then they play Sunday. And if they win Sunday, then they play Monday. Mm-hmm. And the back-to-back-to-back, to back to back, I don't know if that's something that you want to mess around with if his groin is bothering him. And I'm saying this as somebody who tore my groin last year. Nobody and- cares about your balls. <laughs> Not accurate. <laughs> No, that was a little too, that was little too accurate. That was poorly phrased. But I'm just saying, this kind of stuff, it doesn't, it, it nags. It doesn't go yeah. away. It still flares up if you over. It. <laughs> this is the word. We need to bring Dr. Jen on for the next medical segment. This is, the, this is getting into. Un- <laughs> the Lakers need to be careful, is what I'm saying. And I'm sure their medical staff knows that. But. They, they don't need me to consult on that, but they, they should just, they should be careful, is all I'm saying. It, it, he has a strain. It, you don't want that to turn into a tear. I'm just saying. <laughs> we got to go before we just outright say something crazy. You're already kind of dead. I did. All right. Uh, last, I, I keep Another saying last thing. thing. I keep okay. saying last thing, but I do want to send like a shout out. Anyway. I want to send a shout out to, to Twitter out there who for some reason has this like vested interest in proving that Lonzo Ball isn't good. You know, that, like, after his... Non-Lakers Twitter. Yeah, no. Like, uh, yeah, the, basically, like, everybody out there who says, you know, oh, after the first game, see, I told you he has these issues, he has this issue, this issue, and then he plays really insanely well, and they say, well, it's only Summer League, he can't glean much from Summer League. No, it's like, yeah, he, he was a bust the first game, but then he played well, and eh, it's just Summer League. Yeah. But Dennis Smith Jr. plays well in Summer League, and it's like, oh my god, he's going to win an MVP. He's athletic. Yeah. Although, it's really and, weird how that works. Dennis Smith Jr. has looked really good, and so is Lonzo Ball. Lonzo Ball is the best Summer League player I've ever watched consistently. 
and that's not saying a lot because the Lakers have always been really bad in summer league. But if Russell was pretty good last year. Lonzo Ball has been unbelievable. Mm-hmm. I do want. Yeah, I like, do not believe what is going on. It's insane. It's insane. Rookies don't do this. No, not normally. He's he's really good. He's going to be really good. All right, that does it for me from Vegas. Next time you guys hear from me, I'll be back at home. Hopefully, you... hopefully recording with someone else because I I don't want to talk to you anymore after the Zubac segment. <laughs> you guys might you guys think we're joking, but Harrison might not talk to me for like the rest of the day until I get on the plane. You should have given me a trigger warning. <laughs> have a good one, everybody. We'll talk to you again on Monday. JCPenney. Time to refresh your closet. This Thursday through Monday, get Levi's lowest prices of the season on 514 straight fit jeans for guys, $36.99. And select Arizona booties for her for $35.99. Plus, save an additional 50% off clearance prizes already reduced by 60 to 80%. And get an extra $10 off with your coupon. Hurry in now. JCPenney. Coupon valid 10, 5 to 10, 9. Levi's and other brands excluded from coupon. Clearance elections vary by store while supplies last. Savings off regular and original prices. Intermediate markdowns may have been taken. See store or jcp.com for details. Season refers to 927 to 1018.